Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Ebony Archer, and that was my song, Gotta Believe in Me. 
We are definitely excited to be back here again for another exciting and another motivating um, episode. We first like to thank each and every one of our listeners for tuning in, for supporting us for the last two years. We definitely would not be here if it wasn't for you guys. We thank you so much for the positive feedback, uh, for the love that you have been giving us. And so we thank you, the listeners, for making this show, making this program what it is and what it is today. And so we're definitely grateful. Um, we're also excited about the different things that are coming up. We have a new season of You Speak Out TV show that will be airing in the summer. We also have the Gotta Believe Me Empowerment Tour. And if you've been following us on our social media, you know that we really are really, really adamant about promoting, encouraging, empowering, and inspiring our youth and young adults. And so this is why we are launching the Gotta Believe Me Empowerment Tour. Um, this summer, we're here in Chicago, Detroit, South Carolina, Brooklyn, Atlanta, D.C., Minnesota, Milwaukee, Orlando, and Miami. And so we're definitely coming to a city near you. We'll also be taking this on a global level next year. So definitely, you'll definitely check us out. We're definitely doing big things. and We have great projects coming up. And so make sure you like us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Show. Also, follow us on Twitter at YouSpeakOut. And also on Instagram, and you speak at as well. And make sure that you follow me. I'll go to my Facebook, like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash ebonyarcher2. Follow me on Twitter at ebonyarcher2. Check out my YouTube at youtube.com slash ebonyarcher. My music at soundcloud.com slash ebonyarcher. Or you can visit me at my website at www.ebony-archer.com. Again, it's www.ebony-archer.com. Because we definitely want you to be a part of the experience, be part of the journey, be part of many things um, that we have going on. We are looking for speakers, volunteers, um, artists, all the time to become involved in our projects. And so make sure you go to my website again, which is www.ebony-archer.com to find more information. Or you can email our business manager at aliciamathias at inspiredbypurpose.net. Again, it's aliciamathias at inspiredbypurpose.net to see how you can get involved. And also make sure that if you have if you are an artist and you want to air music on our show, please email me at Ebony Archer at inspiredbypurpose.net. Again, that's Ebony Archer at inspiredbypurpose.net. If you want to uh have have music airplay on our radio show. We definitely love to promote the independent artists and definitely love to promote good music. So don't hesitate to email me uh, to be considered to be played on our show. But I'm very excited today. We have a very special guest with us. He goes by the name of author Sean Ingram. He's an author, educator, motivational speaker, actor, spoken word artist, and the founder and CEO of the Sean Ingram Creative Arts Academy. And so right after this quick music break, we are going to bring our guest up and bring him to the mic, and he can tell you more about who he is, what he does and why he does it. Please don't go anywhere. Remember, you are tuning in to The Belief Corner on YSO Radio.
Welcome, welcome back once again to the Believe Corner. I'm your host, Dr. Ebony Archer, and you just listened to Michelle Williams with her latest single, Say Yes. And if you're just now tuning in, tonight we have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Sean Ingram. Before we bring him on the mic, I definitely want to tell you guys a little about who he is. Sean Ingram is, of course, he's an author, educator, motivational speaker, actor, spoken word artist, and founder of SEO of the Sean Ingram Creative Arts Academy. Sean has touched many lives with the ability to passionately orientate through lecture or performance the importance of overcoming life obstacles while in the pursuit of happiness and success. He utilizes his creative gifts at school, churches, prisons, and corporations to invoke inspirations to those who may feel at times somewhat discouraged and despondent. Sean impressively uses his past struggles and deferred dreams, physical incarceration, and mental imprisonment as his creative step is on success, which truly um, symbolizes his profound journey from poverty to prison to prestige. Sean has been nominated Poet of the Year and recipient of the International Poet of Merit Award by the International Society of Poets. This you know, this young man is definitely, definitely, he's definitely on the move. Um, he's about to reach great heights. And so it's an honor for me to finally bring on our guest on tonight, author Sean Ingram. Sean, are you on the line? I am. How you doing tonight? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Well, well we thank good. you thank once you again. for, for um, No problem. So, Sean, go ahead. I like to do this with my guests. We first start off. I want you to go ahead and take the mic. I told them, you know, the list is a little bit about what you do. But go ahead and tell us okay. who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Well, like you said, I'm I'm Sean Ingram. I'm an author and motivational speaker, along with spoken word artist, actor. You know, I'm just a kid who was gifted with some talents, and I just want to utilize all the gifts that God gave me to be a blessing to others, you know. Um, I do what I do because I understand that, when the scriptures say my people shall perish for the lack of knowledge, it's real. You know, I'm a kid that always been very intellectual, um, very smart, very gifted. But when I was younger, um, I didn't have a lot of mentors and people to put in my place to be that guy. So I allowed my ignorance to overtake my intellect. So now in life, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I detour a lot of our youth from the same path that I went down. So when I say from poverty to prison to prestige, it's real. You know, I come from nothing. I was a little kid, grew up in the country, down a dirt path but with a with an outhouse until I was nine years old. Um, you know, ran and, and with the best of them and found myself in prison. And, um, you know, it was just when I hit that rock bottom, I kind of asked God, yo, what is it? What do you want of me? So I, I gave you everything that you needed, but you, you ain't been doing it for me, so when I got out of prison, I just turned it around. I had to change my mindset. So uh, my biggest thing, and, and a lot, I teach a lot, is mindset, you know, skill set and asset. I had to change my mindset, hone my skill set, and then I could become an asset. That's what I've been doing, and just trying to teach others the same thing, especially our youth. I love it. you about to preach on this interview. Amen, right? Because <laughs> Hey, that's what it is, you know, it's just and this and that's it, you know, just this is my ministry. So I just trying to you know, um, I heard one time a man say, I don't wanna die with a lie, I just wanna die empty. I wanna be able to give everything I got so when I do go, 
I know I did. I gave it my all, and um, that stuck with me. So that's that's what my passion is now is to is to die empty. You know, God put me on a um, platform, and and I'm blessed to be on. So I'm just trying to um, inspire and motivate um, all that I know. You know, because I know what it is to be despondent. I know what it is to be depressed, oppressed, suppressed, and, and everything. So if if I could do it, I know anybody can. So and that's it. I just want to teach them that process. So that's what the the new novel is about. From poverty to prison to prestige is that process. You know, a lot. I know a lot of times, especially in the young urban community, um, we see um, we see success or, or the ideology of success, but we don't know that process that it takes to get from where you are to being successful. Um, and that's, you know, across the board, that's what a lot of other people are taught. They're taught that process, that you need to do this A, B, C before you can get to Z. We just want to jump from A to Z. So, therefore, we don't have a lot of appreciation and respect. Right. To a lot of years. Now everything is instant. They want it overnight. So I'm just trying to tell them, no, you got to pay your dues. You got to put in your grind. You know, it Mr. Sean, his name just ain't on the flyer because his name on the flyer. He he put 20 years to get where he is. You know, you got to put your grind and you got to pay your dues. So I'm uh, just trying to teach kids that process so it don't be that overnight success and you lose it tomorrow. It could be something right. that um, you could build that legacy from. Right, because what you get quickly doesn't mean it's going to be substantial. It's going to exactly. last long, right? It's exactly. like making quick money. Yeah, you don't have that money. But like two or three days later, yeah. you find out you broke. <laughs> yeah, well, right? yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of people building houses on quicksand. So you know, yeah, mm-hmm. the house will look good for the moment, but if it ain't built on a solid foundation, it ain't gonna last. And that's just what it is. You know, it's like um, that scripture in the Bible about that tree that's that's on that river. If the roots ain't deep, it's gonna blow over. So as soon as a little wind comes, it's, it's going over. So we gotta be grounded. We gotta be rooted. We gotta be deep. Um, in, in order to stand and last for the long haul, in a sense. You preaching. You definitely preaching. You know, I could <laughs> tell you that you are a man of a lot of knowledge. I could tell when you when you do your spoken word, when you write, it's dynamic. It's powerful, right? And so that's why I want to first, I'm going to go into your book because you got okay. a book. I think it's a book coming out, or is it out mm-hmm. already? Tell the listeners about the book and what should they expect from this book when they read it. Well, this is my actually this is my um, fourth book. Would it be yeah, my fourth book. Um, and this book is a little different because it's so personal. It's the autobiography, like I said, from poverty to prison to prestige. I mean, when I first started with spoken word, um, you know, I was still straddling the fence, more on the street side than straddling the fence on the on the the straight and narrow side. So, you know, the first two books was a lot about that pain, that anguish, that young black dude who come from nothing. So, you know, kind of the anger. Um, one of my other books, The Passion of the Pen, which asked you know, that prison, uh, that was that was me saying, hey, you know what, I'm an intellectual at the same time. Let me write something that can show my intellect. I want to write something that could be studied in school. And I thank God that's what it is. It's, you know, I teach it actually in my creative writing workshops and communication um, programs in the but the, from poverty to prison, uh, prestige is, like I said, it's that process. I, I look at a lot of our youth, and I see they're lost, and they, they're looking for guidance the same way I look for guidance. But they they rarely have anybody that could teach them that process. They say, hey, no, I know what it feels like. You know, I, I tell a lot of business people, when you come speak at my events, 
Don't talk about just the checks that you get. Don't talk about just the uh, cars that you drive. Don't talk about just the awards that you win. No, talk about going broke. Talk about almost going homeless. Talk about that, that, that struggle of success so they can relate to it and they can see, okay, he made it, I can too. You know, because when we listen to somebody, when we listen to a Donald Trump, they don't, they don't talk very much about that struggle, that, that crying at night, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my bills. The reality of hmm. business and success. So that's what Profibrity, the prison, the prestige is about, is my true journey, my true story of not knowing what was going to happen tomorrow, going broke, you know, sleeping in my car at night, um, and having that faith to say, hey, I'm going to go all the way to Atlanta with some books in my car and just pray to God I, I make it. Or telling that story about when I won that merit, uh, Poetic Merit Award in Washington, D.C. Uh, conference, and I slept in my truck in three days because I didn't have money to buy a hotel. And I washed my face with a 24-pack of water, that I, but I had to get there because I knew I had that award, and I just needed to be there. So telling them stories, telling them true stories of what it takes to be successful. Not just about the flyers and the and the name on the truck <laughs> and the you know what I mean the superficial stuff, but the the real. Do you want it or not? Do you are you willing to sacrifice? Um, you know, are you willing? In, in my new book, I got a chapter called "Persevere Your Process." Are you willing to persevere your process to get to where you want to go? So that's what that book is about. Man, that's powerful because you know we get to a certain level, we get stuck up, right? You know, when a lot of people get oh, famous yeah. or they get to a certain time, oh, but they act like they never done anything. But what about those times, right? I know for me as an entrepreneur, sometimes I have to put my last 20 into my business, not knowing if I'm going to make that back within the next day. Exactly. But it's all about exactly. self-belief, right? <laughs> and you got to believe in that vision, right? If you don't believe in it, you, it starts with you. And so, yeah. you know, with me as a writer, I always it's inspired by what I went through, my own life tribulations trials. Is that what you aspire by when you write or you do your spoken word? What really aspires you to write? Um, like you said, life. You know, uh, uh, talking to you and hearing your story. You know, my story. Um, talking to one of my homegirls and hearing the struggle and the plight of a, a young single mom and she and she's afraid because she don't know how she's going to make it. She wants to go to college but she just don't know what to do. She don't have family support. You know, struggle, because struggle is where I come from. Struggle is what I know. So anybody that's in that situation, the underdog, inspires me, especially when that dog refuses to stop fighting. You know, that, so life's, life itself is my muse, you know, especially when I can look around and I look at my brothers on the streets and, and, and 20 years later I can go to the same corner that we was hanging out on high school and find them on the same bucket at the same store. You know, that's my muse to say, oh, wow, think about that. Why? You know what I mean? His brother been selling drugs 30 years, and he still ain't progressed nothing. What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> you know, so just um, life itself and just trying to, like you said, inspire people to say, hey, don't don't stay down. Don't be afraid of success. I found um, that a lot of people are afraid of success, you know, a lot of people are afraid of success because they're afraid of that change. They're afraid of outgrowing um, their friends and their immediate circle. 
um, True. because of the, 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 the strife that success brings, you know, because you made it and your homegirl didn't make it. What do you do? <laughs> Does that mean you stop? <laughs> you know? So, uh, right. You know, so that's that's it. And, and just telling people, no, don't be afraid. You know, you got to have a plan. You got to you you got to keep on pushing on and, and hoping that you make it so you can go back and get your homegirl. At least give her some information so she could be successful in her own field. You know, so that's it. You know, like I said, just teaching that process that we we're not really privy to sometimes. You know, I hate to say it because you know sometimes we make it and we feel like okay, well I don't want to give it back. Uh, I'm afraid of your competition. You got a book, I got a book. I, I don't want to be a competition. With you. I, well, that's the craziest thing in the world. You got a fan base, I got a fan base. If we do a book signing together, now I'm, I'm enjoying some of your fan base, you're enjoying some of mine. You probably just double your fan base, just like I double mine. You know, so we, we that 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 um that self esteem and that 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 competitive that ignorant competitive nature. Let me say it like that. The ignorant competitive nature is one of our biggest downfalls. You know, not just saying blacks. I'm just saying as a people. You know, don't be afraid of 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 anybody else's success either. You know, that's one thing I hate with the hip hop game. Everybody hating on each other. What for what? <laughs> well, can everybody call it hip hop now? Is this hip hop? We call. I don't, I don't know, know what it is. To be honest with you. Right. It's not literature. <laughs> that's I know a that much. Right. <laughs> that's a whole different topic. A whole different yeah, debate. It's really hip hop today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I know it's not literature. I do know that much. Oh, I'm definitely not. <laughs> but you being from a, but you're as a spoken word artist. But you being a spoken word artist, um, is it similar to hip hop? You think, or is it a difference between spoken word and hip hop? No, I don't think it's a difference. I think it's just a different day and time. I think it's a different mentality with a lot of our young artists. You know, because when you think about the most deaths and the commons and the um, Tabir Kualis and, and, you know, going back, you know, the roots and it was the message, you know, because the words are the words. I don't care if you're singing it. I don't care if you you got a beat behind it. Words are the words. But the question is, what are the words saying? Does the words mean anything? Does it have any substance to it? You know, when I listen to a Lupe song and it has substance to it, Hey, it's spoken mm-hmm. word to me because if I got the beat behind it, if, I, if it's acapella, it's what he's saying that matters to me. So what happens today is we're being bombarded by ignorance. You mm-hmm. know, so so our kids are believing that um, ignorance is the way to go. I can say nursery rhymes, and I'm hot. I'm like that. But I have no thought process. I have no substance. I have no meaning to what I'm saying, but I'm like that. That's what they believe. You know, but when I and I'm and I teach them, no, when I sit down to write, I think about you, I think about your mom, I think about your grandfather, I think about the old little white lady that's getting on the bus, and I try to make everybody feel a part of this poem, a part of this spoken word, and they can relate to it. But but a lot of our you, you know, you listen to the songs now and you don't even know what they're talking about. I have no idea. They say five words 20 times, and and it's yeah, it's like okay. (laughs) real that's what we're doing now you know that's what we're really doing but um but we you know like you said when you come into knowledge though you understand the grand scheme of things dumbing down dumbing down our people is a um is a way to 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 in a sense to prevail against us 
You know, and, and, and like I said, I always got to go back to that, that scripture. My people should perish for the lack of knowledge. So if I can dumb my my young kids down, then I'm good to go because I have no competition, you mm. know. That's where Sean Ingram became a threat. Sean Ingram became a threat when Sean Ingram stood up and, and said, no, let me let me, let me me gain knowledge and, and communication skills so I can be able to articulate my thoughts and ideas and say, no, this is not the way I feel. No, this is not the way it is. Why, well, why do you say it is that way when, when clearly it reads this? So when you're in a position that you can articulate your thoughts and, and, and be your own person, that's when you become a threat. If you if you just going by the whim, then you're no threat to me. So what they're trying to do is just erase a lot of the threat. And that's the thing, too. I believe when you say people perish because of the lack of knowledge, it's definitely true because you know why? People are afraid of the truth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're afraid exactly. of it. And because when you kept in the dark so long, you're not going to really – I think when you don't know the truth and don't have access or don't want to learn the truth, then you're hindering your own success because the only way you're going to be free in progress, right, is through the truth. Because like they say, the truth shall set you free. And so a lot of times it takes people, it takes a certain type of person, I believe, to articulate the truth in a way where people will understand it, will receive it, and apply it so they can be better. And that's, I think, that's what a motivational speaker is. It's one of those types of people that you can listen to, you know, somebody's really motivating. You can listen to them, and they could take the same thing that somebody else said, but articulate it in a way like, man, I never heard something like that before. Is that the reason why you want to be a motivational speaker or you want it to become one is to really, you know, kind of articulate that truth, but in a way motivating people like, hey, you know what? It's more to life. Go ahead and get yours, you know? Is that the reason why you want it to be a motivational speaker to actually kind of motivate people but but then tell them the truth you, do you agree I'm with gonna that? be honest with you I never I never I never imagined myself to become a motivational speaker I, <laughs> I, I honestly I didn't never want to be a spoken word artist you know I I, I oh, came wow. into spoken word by losing a bit by going out and seeing really? spoken word for the first time from coming from Wilson North Carolina never seen spoken word in my life and I lost the bit and um I was on a date and then and I had to actually um you know, go back and read the poems. You knew I was a writer. And that's when I got introduced to spoken words. So when I, like I said, coming from a street background and seeing something and people in a community that was, you know, about some righteousness and about a positive vibe and a positive feel and, a, you know, in a different groove kind of took on to it, but it, it still wasn't my thing uh, until I read that poem. Like I said, I've always been a writer. I always kept it to myself because writing to me was an outlet. I had nobody to cry to. I had no shoulders to cry on. So I, 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 I learned early just to cuss the world out in my pen and pad and, and, and throw it away. It was off my chest. You know, I was too young to say what I really wanted to say to the people I wanted to say to her. So I just picked up a pen real early. But when I got into, um, like I said, spoken word, I think the words that I was feeling, and like you said, me not being afraid to really say what I felt in them poems, inspired people because you felt the same way. You were just afraid to say it. And when I said it, now you can relate to it. You know, I'll be honest with you. When I first started doing spoken word, I couldn't understand why people was clapping. Because I'm sitting up there crying on the stage, telling you, I don't I commit suicide. And you clapping. I'm, I was tripping. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this ain't, no, this ain't funny. This ain't to be clapping about. Like, I'm serious. 
So I, it, it took me a while to grow into myself to even understand what the transformation that God was putting on me. You know, I never understood it as a ministry, speaking into other people's lives, that my story could help somebody else. So when, when, when that really dawned on me one day, that's when my total mind frame and my outlook on why I do what I do changed. And I'll be honest, it was it was one night I'll never forget it. And I was doing some spoken word, and a homeless guy came in from the outside, and he hugged me. He said, man, you inspired me to get up. I mean, you you, you heard what I just said? A little kid come from nothing. Inspired a, a homeless man hugged me and said, brother, you just inspired me to get back up. Oh, man, that, that, that ruined my world. You know what I mean? Because I never who, – who could imagine my words could inspire somebody? My words could be so piercing. My words could be so deep. So spoken word was my first motivational speaking. So everything that I do in spoken word, I say, you know what? I'm going to motivate. I'm going to inspire. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the plight and hope to inspire somebody to say, hey, no, we go through hell, but you got to keep going to get through it. So – and then, like you said, growing as a person, growing as an intellectual, um, it just went from the performing more to the educating. And that's when the motor, actual motivational speaking came. So it's, it's just me taking the same spoken word and slowing it down and talking to you because I started realizing that people was more entertained about the spoken word, but they really weren't listening to my word. So I had to just, you know, shift a little bit. Because I was like, okay, okay, that's cool that you you entertain, but no, I don't really think you understand what I'm saying to you. So I just kind of had to jump on a different platform so different people could take it different ways. So that's what pushed me into the motivational speaking world because I know it's important. Because especially when you're a, a candle um, burning from two ends of the wick, you get burnt out real fast. So you need that motivation. You need that inspiration. The same way I need motivation and inspiration, you know? I like that. One of the things that you said that struck out to me is that you use writing, you know, as a source of to let the anger out. Um, if you look at urban okay. communities from Chicago, I'm from Chicago. I live here. Okay. And, you know, the youth here, they don't know how to channel their anger. Like, they'll go in, but, you know, they do it in the wrong way. They channel their, their energy in a negative. With you, oh, yeah. you took that negative, right, and you turned it to something positive because you wrote about it. When you wrote about it, it feel like a weight was lifted. Do you think that's the problem now? Like, you don't know how to channel the energy right? You know, they don't know how to let go of the negative energy. Do you think that's the reason why it's so much violence? Because, you know, you've got so much bottle in, like they just let it out, but in the wrong way. Exactly. you think that's Exactly. I mean, we can look at it. I mean, you know, like I said, I teach creative writing. I actually work with the lower 25% of Wake County Public School System kids. You know, a lot of that with you. Um, and what it is, what I'm finding, kids that's not involved in something has a greater risk of getting in trouble. You know, if a kid loves a skateboard and he with his home is skateboarding all the time, that's where his mind is. That's his outlet. Let the boy go skateboard. You know what I mean? Because it's better for him to skateboard to be fighting all the time. You know, I grew up as a fighter because, like you said, before fighting came, that was my outlet. That was my way to release anger, fight. You know, so that's what led me into a lot of my trouble. But when writing came, it just, hey, I'm going to say what I got to say. I'm going to be done with it. And I don't care who feels the way they feel, but I'm good. I ain't mad no more. I wrote about it. I'm good. 
you know, so when I found that, like I said, that's what I try to do for these kids is tell them, you know, okay, I understand you're angry, but instead of going in the principal's office and spazzing out, let me teach you how to articulate your thoughts and ideas, you know? Okay, I understand right. you're mad at your mom and made the way you live, but let me teach you how to write about it and express yourself in a constructive manner so then you won't get in trouble and you catch the backlash of being angry because it ain't your fault but you just don't know how to deal with it and you don't know how to express yourself. So, yeah, we got a lot of kids running around right now just angry because of life's conditions, but they just don't understand how to channel um, those emotions. And then, you know, especially our young brothers, they don't want to look weak. So they try their best to look hard and they try their best to be masculine. But I told my one of my little homies the other day, I said, well, what is really keeping it real? Because really, you don't want what you're really asking for. But you're screaming and keeping mm. it real all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. The real is you, you asking, you crying out for help. Cry out, it's okay. Right. Cry out for help. Right. You know? So that, it's just that misguided, um, misguided perception. Mm. You know, it's true what you're saying. Um, a lot of you don't feel comfortable. They never had nobody. When you when you used to holding off on your own and balling up, right? You don't know how to mm-hmm. express that, how to articulate that, right? Because either your mama is too busy, the daddy's not in the home, the mother's too busy listening. She got four or five jobs trying to keep food on the table and the roof of their head. They really don't have nobody to articulate that. So I'm just exactly. first of all, I want to commend you for even want to help the youth and to be that landing ear for them. Um, so they couldn't be able to articulate to you because not not many people wants to do that. Not people they say they want to do it. Here we go again. Um, for the youth, um, for the community, but they don't actually do it. So I commend you. Um, oh, for being that landed Being that landed But like I said, I lived it though. I lived it. You know what I mean? So it's right. a difference. You know, I'll be honest with you. And I and no disrespect to no other poets, but a lot of poets talk it, but they ain't a, they ain't about the activism part of it. They ain't poets right. with a purpose. You no, know, they want to. It's all good to, to shine in that spotlight, but what is your message really about? You know, because I lived it. You know, I'll tell you a quick personal story right fast if you got time. That, you know, I was a top recruit, football recruit coming out of high school. I mean, I had schools yeah. coming to look at me. But nobody ever told me that I needed an SAT. Imagine that now. I got scouts. I mean, I don't went to Prospect there, one of the biggest colleges in North Carolina. You know, but nobody said, hey, Sean, well, you actually need to be doing this, studying for this SAT that you need to get into college with. Because, see, I grew up with my grandmother, sixth grade education. Then I went with my great-grandfather, eighth grade, you know, eighth grade education. So they didn't, they wasn't in the know. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't know about things like that. So I can't be mad at them, but all the coaches and the counselors and even some other family members that's been to college, you 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 had the games cheering me on. You when the newspaper come out, oh that's my nephew, that's my grand, you know, that's my boy right there. Yeah, that's my man. But nobody ever told me about what I needed to do. So earlier when I was talking about that process, how okay, are you gonna scream for me when I'm in the paper? But you ain't gonna tell me, look, you need to be keeping your grades up because you got to take an SAT to get into college. So when I say my people should perish for the lack of knowledge, it's personal to me. It's a different situation. You know what I mean? That that broke my – that's what led me into prison, to be honest with you, because now I didn't believe because I felt like nobody else believed in me. 
Who cared about me for real, for real? You understand what I mean? Uh, so it's a difference. Yeah. And, and so I, I for me, it's just I can't, I can't, I can't go in this life and see that happen when I know I could be a help. Mm. I like that. I like that because my thing is, if you went through it, your testimony is for somebody else to see through your testimony so they won't go through what you went through. That's the point of testimony. Exactly. You know, because if I went through it, if I if I went through depression, I don't want nobody else going through what I went through. So I'm going to tell my story so you can prevent what I did to get to that low point so you don't have to go through that. But when we don't tell That's our stories, it. then we get to the, the self and the, you know, selfish. It's all about me, this ego. Then we realize that That's our it. gifts and talents are not for us, but God gave us those gifts and talents to share with others so they can see through our gifts what God is trying to say. So we have a responsibility, yeah. not only to use the gifts for ourselves, but to use it for others. Right, and if we do that, and people think like there'll be a world we be a better place, but you know we live in a selfish world, we live in an egotistical world. It's about me, 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 and so that's why I always love to interview, you know, individuals like you that are positive and using their gifts in a positive way because it goes to show that not everybody out here is all for themselves, not everybody out here is ego, but it's a lot of people that actually is trying to make a difference and actually trying to make a positive impact in the lives of others. So, again, I have to commend you because you're using your gifts and talents in a positive way. And Thank everybody so doesn't much. do that. No problem, Thank no problem. problem. Yeah, so right now, we're going to take a That's what the ministry break. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have more because I know we're going to have some more uh, with Sean because I want to talk about his, uh, his foundation, his organization, the Sean Ingram Creative Arts. So we're going to talk to Sean more about that Right after this quick music break, remember you're listening to the Belief Corner right here on YSO Radio. Back when I was 17, like every other girl, I used to have big dreams, but then I got introduced to some
back. Welcome back to the Belief Corner. I'm your host once again, Ebony Archer, and that was Miss Tasha Page herself with her single, Different. And if you just now tune in into the show, we have the profound Sean Ingram with us this evening. And before we went on break, we was talking about a lot of things. And one of the things we was talking about is the youth. And if you've been watching the news, the youth are going through a lot. Um, a lot of youth are being, the lives of youth are being lost to violence and suicide and there's so many things going on, but I know Sean, he's a very positive role model, very positive, has a positive impact on so many lives, including the youth. And he founded the Sean Ingram Creative Arts Academy. So Sean, you might tell the listeners more about what they is and why you decided to create the the academy. Well, the academy is basically, um, like we were saying earlier, what I do is I teach through arts integration. You know, um, kids love to dance, but they don't understand how it equates with mathematics, science, um, social studies, um, English. You know, kids love to rap, but they don't understand the literature and the English and even the mathematics. Um, so what I do is I just teach through arts integration, and then at the same time, the kid give kids an outlet. You know, I, I find a lot a lot of our kids always ask the question, well, why do I need to know this? Why do I need to know that? But if you can engage them, if you can um, attract them in something that they like to do, and, and, and sometimes I, I laugh because I don't even know if they know, really understand they're learning. You know, but they, they see their grades raising up, but they don't understand why. And now they feel obligated to something. It, it puts them a part of something because he's not an athlete. You know, he, he's – He's not on the football team, but he loves to dance. So now being a part of the Shawnee Creative Arts Academy gives him a little bit more purpose, gives him a little bit more direction. And the role with me, you got to be a stand-up person. you got to roll a certain way. So, okay, I'm going to do it for Mr. Sean. Sometimes even if they don't do it for themselves, they do it for Mr. Sean. Um, so, so just giving them the outlet, teaching them how to articulate their thoughts, how to communicate properly. Um, utilizing things that they already like to do. How to articulate. Um, I was having a discussion with a guest two weeks ago is that, you know, we got the cell phones, we got the tablets, the computer, Facebook, and all you see is the youth on the phone all day. You know, sometimes yeah. they want to look at you. You be in the room with them for 20 minutes, right? And they want to look at you. Don't want to communicate anything, right? So that's mm-hmm. the negative mm-hmm. impact, I feel like, that that technology has is that nobody wants to have that human interaction anymore, right? So the thing is, I'm glad you're teaching them how to articulate because you know why? A lot of you don't know how to articulate what they're trying to say or know how to communicate it effectively. And so I just think that this academy is awesome because we definitely need programs that's going to help the youth use their gifts in a positive way, but also let them know um, how to communicate and how to articulate what they're trying to feel, which is what the arts is. I think the arts is a exactly. great way, right, to communicate exactly. how you feel, but in different forms. So I commend you on that as well. I think it's awesome. And so if anybody wants to be a part of that or wants to support it, how can they do that? Well, we definitely have a website, the SeanIngramAcademy.org, O-R-G. Um, and we're always looking for donations, um, support different programs. Um, I know in our area it's not a lot for the youth, Um you know, especially creatively. So what are they going to do? They're going to stand on the corner. They're going to tear up the basketball courts, you know. So, But if they can jam out with their friends or they can come in there and sing and dance and, and be a part of a community, hey, you're keeping them out of the street. You're keeping them out of trouble. 
Um, but for whatever reason, our state or, or county don't offer a lot for kids, so we put on our programs. Um, so that's where a lot of the donational money um, and just working with them, you know, just working with them. I, I understand that life is about competition. And I and what hurts me the most is a lot of our youth is just not prepared to compete. They're, you know, they're graduating right. um, without the skills to compete. And if you don't know how to articulate your thoughts, then you're always going to – you never be a manager. You're going to always be mm. managed. If you don't yeah. understand how to write, somebody's going to write it and tell you what to do. You're not going to be in a position to say, hey, well, no, let, I have some thoughts. You know, let me – so you, you you never be at a a, a a level true level of competition. You always will be the underdog, you know. So what I try to do is I I try to give kids that those skills. Like I said, our our mission statement is to culture their mindset so they can create and cultivate their skill set so they can become an asset for themselves and others. Because without them skill sets, they'll never become an asset. And if you're never an asset, then you always you always on the handout end instead of handing out. You know what I mean? So it's a difference. It's just a difference. I like that. You don't have the skills that you can be an asset. I like that. You know? Yeah. And, and, if, if, you, you and if you got the skills and you ain't got the right mindset, then what difference does it make? You still won't be an asset. Yeah. So that's we 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 in that we in that tangle web sometimes. You know, we got kids that great basketball players, great artists, great, you know, um, Fingers, but they don't have the right mindset. You know, mm-hmm. so it all starts with that mindset. You get the right mindset. You understand self-discipline. You understand um, perseverance. You understand um, focus. Then now with your skills, you can make some things happen. Ms. Ebony Archer didn't become where you are because you didn't have the mindset to say, hey, I want more. I want to progress. I'm not afraid of success. I'm going to go for it. When I, when I know a lot of people probably looked at you sideways when you were talking about, girl, you think you're going to do a radio show? Ain't nobody going to listen to that. Who's going to listen to you? Yeah. Right? Right or wrong? Right. But not being afraid to say, no, I believe in me. I believe in the skills that I have. I can make yeah. it happen. So with your perseverance, you you are now an asset. Yeah. Now when you talk about people charging people for doing what you do, now they still look at you sideways. But you know your worth, <laughs> you know your value. You know what you – so it, it's a never-ending in the struggle, but what it does is it gives us options. You know, I tell my kids every day, if you don't have the skill set to, to to allow yourself options, then you got to take what I, I'm going to give you. So if I'm only going to give you minimum wage and you ain't got no other option, you got to take that minimum wage. But now if you got skills and you got other options, you ain't got to take that minimum wage. You can keep looking, you know? That's true because, you know what, it's all about, and you said something, it's the mindset. You know, when you mm-hmm. don't condition your mind, you know, into a certain capacity, you're always going to, you know, always going to think. If you think the same way, you're going to act the same way, behave the same way. But in order to mm-hmm. transform your situation, you got to transform the way that you think and the way that you view and perceive things. Because the mind's the most yeah. powerful weapon that God has given us. And so if we don't know yeah. how to utilize that effectively, where you're in a situation you you wanna you wanna own your own business but you're still doubting yourself. Those two those two things don't go together. You gotta believe in that in that vision that God's giving you, right? For order 
for you even to before you start, you gotta believe in what you're trying to accomplish. Because when you don't believe yeah. that, you're not going anywhere. That's it. You, you know, know one one of my that. chapters is change your challenge, and, and change your challenge is about you will hear people if they going through this this month, they'll still be going through the same thing next month and the month after that. Hold on now, you got to change that <laughs> challenge. We all gonna go through something, but you got to be able, at some point you got to conquer that one. Let it be another challenge. If you going through something in July, to me same thing in August. Now, if I talk to you in August and you're going through something else, that's what's up because you already conquered that one. So we got to change that challenge. If people are still going through the same thing, that means they're not progressing, you know. And um, that's just, like you said, it's based off mindset. It's based off mindset. Well, do you really want it? What do you want? Are you willing to persevere? You know, are you willing to change that challenge? Are you willing to, to give it all that you have to, to make uh, your dream come true? Right, you know, and you talk about persevere. I see you persevere all the time because you're multi-talented. You know, you're this author, you're the speaker, you're spoken word artist. You got it going on, but now you're not just an educator, but you're an actor, right? Now, how you get into acting? As well, well, acting, I got into acting because when I when I when I got serious about spoken word, um, I it was this guy in Raleigh called Herman Laverne Jones. And I really was serious about spoken word, of being the best that I could be. So, and I know being a great spoken word artist is about bringing those words to life. So I took some of his acting classes so I could be a better communicator, so I could bring those words to life on the stage. So when you see me perform, you see those emotions, you see those inflections, you you hear that conviction, um, and and that acting. So when I when I kind of combine the two worlds together. That's how that happened. You know, I started out with him just doing readings. So we would just sit there and we would just read the play. Wouldn't be acting on stage. But then I started, you know, I'm a country boy, you know, so my dialect and my, my slang, and I was very hard to understand at 20, you know. So taking those classes to better myself, like I said, we got to put, we got to pay our dues. We got we to gotta hone our craft. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't want to put in their 10,000 hours to, to, to be a, a master. You know, I was willing to do whatever it took so I could better me as a spoken word artist. So now when you see me perform, it's like, oh, okay, he's he doing his thing. Yeah, because I, I paid my dues. I took them classes. I was always trying to better myself. So that's how acting came. And then, you know, uh, my my good friend Omar Tyree, he had wrote a stage play. Um, I was blessed to be the director of his first stage play, and you know, me and him acted side by side with each other, and um, acting just it just became second nature after being a spoken word artist so long. Mm. You know, and the thing is, you know, let's see, talk is that we always have a clear direction. You know, with me, I want to be the next Whitney Houston because I love to sing, right? But God has a whole different purpose. <laughs> He said, no, nah, okay, that's what you want to do, right? But I have a, I already thought the things I thought towards you. I already gave you a purpose before you was in the board, before your mother and your father was even thought of, right? And so what we think yeah. that we want sometimes, right, God has said, no, 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 this is what I already have planned for you. And yeah. when you talk about the different talents and the things that you're doing, um, a lot of youth are talented, right? And I go with the youth because they are our future, right? They're talented and gifted, and they don't know – what their purpose is. So for somebody listening, if you have a young person listening right now, they're going through things, 
you know, they might be going through poverty, they might be going through things at home. What we would say to them, like, what is your word of encouragement for that those youth that have dreams but they're feeling discouraged right now? What can you say to them to just keep them motivated to continue to encourage them to keep going on and follow that purpose that God has given them? See what I what I learned is to utilize that as a stepping stone. You know, you gotta utilize them stones that's being thrown at you as a stepping stone. Because when you go through that, it's gonna make you stronger. All you gotta do is not give up. You know, use that. Use that that pain and anguish to say, Hey, I'm gonna make it. It's real. The pain and anguish is real. And it it ain't going nowhere. You know, so when I grew up mad because my mom uh, wasn't there, my dad wasn't there, no, it was real. So what I did, I said, hey, I'm not going to be like my father. I'm going to be a father to my children. You know, use that as your muse. Use that as your stepping stone. You you going through poverty? Hey, you don't like your situation. You don't like where you are. How are you going to change it? Change it. Go to school. Say, hey, I'm not going to go through poverty. I'm not going to go through this struggle my whole life. Struggling and, and poverty and, and, and depression is a situation. The question is, how do I change my situation? What we've got to learn to do is strategically plan. This is where I am. This is where I want to go. How do I get to where I want to go? You know? I, I It's the craziest thing in the world to me for, for people to be rapping about wanting to stay in the hood and stay in the struggle. And not, no, that ain't cool. You know? <laughs> No, no, that ain't cool. Like, I, I come from there. I, I, I love walking outside of my house now and waving at the neighbor and my girl playing in the yard and I ain't worried about nobody running up and shooting at them and all that stuff. Hey, no, I'm, I'm blessed. You know what I mean? So, it, no, want want better. Yeah, want better, but then go get it. You know, because if the homies don't want better, ain't no need to keep hanging with the same homies that don't want better. Go to John that, that you know going to college and ask him, hey, man, can you help me? I'm not good at math. You know? I'm I'm, I'm all right at English, but I'm not good at math. Well, 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 Tony might not be good at English. Y'all get together. Help each other succeed. You know? What the, what's that old saying? Birds of a feather flock together? That's real. So sometimes we, in, in order to change ourselves, we got to change not only our mindset but our environment, people we hang around with. People we we're in an everyday circle with. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's great advice. My father always said association brings on simulation. So who you surround yourself with, you are gonna find yourself um, learning their ways, learning their behaviors, talking like they talk. Because whoever you decide to put your, you know, surround yourself by, it's gonna ultimately it's gonna either contribute to your success or be the reason why you're not successful. And so exactly. I think that's great advice that with the youth, I think is your determination leads you to your destination. So despite the odds and despite what you might be going through, um, you still have to press on because God never told us life is going to be easy. He already let us know it's going to be hard, but it's up to us to take that. We, you know, what we face in life and all our trials and tribulations and take that to some positive to keep moving because I know that I keep going essentially and eventually I'm going to reach my destiny, right? And so, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, I just think that, you know, I'm just so glad you come you know, on the show because I just want to show our listeners and let our listeners hear that there are people out here that are doing good for our communities. You know, the news don't promote enough. They always promote the negative because that's going to get ratings. But I do, the purpose of this show is to really, really support 
and to promote people and individuals that are using their gifts and talents in their lives to make a positive impact in the lives of others. And so with you, Sean, um, if somebody wants to support you, want to connect with you, want to book you to speak or want to perform at their event, how will they do so? I mean, well, definitely everybody listening now, please go to Twitter and follow me at Sean Ingram. That's S-E-A-N-I-N-G-R-A-M, as in Mary. Um, also, we have SeanIngram.info, my website. You can see all my product, all my clothing, all my books, um, all my tour dates, anywhere I'm going to be. So definitely go to SeanIngram.info. And when you go to my website, you'll be able to sign up on my email list so you get the newsletters, uh, my monthly updates. And then, like I said, with my Creative Arts Academy, it's the Sean Ingram Academy org, and that's O R G, Sean Ingram Academy org. And once again, Sean Ingram is S E A N I N G R A M. So that's the www.seaningram.info um, and www.seaningram the Sean Ingram Academy org. So definitely um, check us out there and follow us on Twitter. And you'll be able to see everything we got going on. If you'd like to support, we definitely need your support. And we'll definitely be grateful and appreciative of any support. Um, check out some of my books. And like I said, I just my goal in, my goal now is just to inspire. That's it. Point blank. Well, definitely. We got that common, right? <laughs> I love to inspire oh, yeah. and empower people too. So it's exactly. just been it's just been a pleasure, you know, Sean. For you to share your story with us, um, for you to definitely. take the time out, the busy schedule to do this interview, we definitely appreciate you for blessing the listeners. And so, if you have anything that you want to promote or anything like that, you know, just let us know. We we'll definitely support support you, and we're definitely gonna do some things together and stay connected. So, I thank you for being well, on the guest. Hey, show. I appreciate you, appreciate you, and definitely check out them tour dates that. Ms. Archer um, mentioned earlier that they have coming up. You know, I hope to see you on one of your tour dates, you know, of, of, oh, yes, of what you got going on, supporting the youth summits and stuff like that. So y'all make sure y'all stay up on that, and I hope to see y'all in one of those cities. Well, definitely. We're going to definitely make it happen. Definitely going to make it happen. So we just thank you once again. And you know, I definitely just know that we here on YSL Radio are going to be supporting you. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Good night and God bless. And that, everyone, was Mr. Sean Ingram. Once again, he is a author, educator, motivational speaker, actor, spoken word artist. You know, he's the founder of the Sean Ingram Creative Arts Academy. He's definitely multi-talented. He's definitely, you know, on the move. Um, He's definitely an individual that we must support. You know, all, all the times we say, well, there's nothing good going on in our community. But when somebody's doing good, we don't want support. So if you were listening, please reach out. Please check out his website. Please check out where he's going to go. You know, or book him for your event. Book him for, uh, for him to speak to your youth. Because at the end of the day, it's all about supporting, supporting our independent artists, supporting our independent businesses. And if we keep supporting one another, we help each other grow. And so once again, please. Go out and check him out. Uh, we definitely going to have him on one of our uh, stops for the Youth Empowerment Tour this summer. So definitely sorry about that. Make sure you go to his website at www.seaningram.info. Again, that's www.seaningram.info. Uh, so you can learn more about him, learn more about his books. Please, you know, support him with his books. Let's support him um, because we 
here on YSL Radio, I'll definitely support him as well. So once again, his website is www.seanegram.info. And once again, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for always tuning in, for all supporting. Um, we've been going after this for two years, and, you know, the time fly by, and God is doing some amazing things. So we thank you for listening to the end. Um, but make sure you be back here Monday, same time at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, to see who we got coming next. We got a lot of guests coming up, a lot of celebrity guests coming on the show. And so we definitely want you to be a part of that experience. And, you know, definitely don't want you to miss out. So the Bleak Corner airs every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on YSO Radio and on iTunes and Block Talk Radio. And so once again, we thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Ebony Archer, your host. Until next time, be blessed. Wait. Mm-hmm.